You're listening to Freelancing in Orbit City, the number one podcast guiding freelancers towards their life-work balance. Welcome back to Freelancing in Orbit City. I am your host, Eugene Calhoun, and today we have an exciting conversation with Megan Lavino. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Lavino. Hey, so we have Megan Lavino. She, well, she's going to tell us about her freelance journey, but I also want to see how you changed, how you went from freelance into, into having your own business. You know, when did that start? How did you, you know, make that shift? I mean, we are really going to deep dive into Megan, but before we do, Megan, let me give you the floor. Uh, give us a little intro. Hi. Um, yeah. So I've been freelancing for, I want it since like 2017. Um, and yeah, it's just been great. And the whole, you know, COVID shift, I was working out of an office, but then I decided to just work from home. It's a lot easier. Um, you know, I have a cat. Cheaper. He's my director of client relations. Um, so. <laughs> love it. Yes. Love it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So that's really cool. So I was going to jump into something else, but now you said that we got to, okay, let me circle. Okay. So 2017. Yes. So you are not a pandemic, what I'm calling the pandemic freelancer, right? right? Yeah. You know, you, lo you lost your job or whatever. Times got tough. You, you know, you saw everybody else kind of on, on Instagram and stuff and TikTok freelancing and you went for it. And that's great. I'm not sitting here saying there's anything wrong with the pandemic freelancer. What I'm saying is there is a, a, a different mentality to freelancing prior to during and after. So let's, let's tell me about freelancing. Cause I didn't freelance in 2017. Yeah. Tell me about freelancing in 2017 versus let's just start with versus 2020. Um, I think in 2017, it was obviously like people freelanced, but COVID kind of, I think really pushed more people into freelancing and really realizing that it's an option. Like, um, when I'm, I have a, a long-term like retainer client that I just work with they're a commercial real estate company and I, I contract to help them out. Um, and it was very interesting to see that shift of like, people didn't think you could do everything from home. Like there's a lot of like that older generation that like wants someone in the office. They want someone, um, you know, they can just like walk over and say, Hey, can you do this really quick? But definitely that shift to COVID made everyone realize like you can work from home and still get everything done. And, yeah, mm -hmm. it was definitely harder to find work in 2017. It's obviously the remote work has made it a lot easier, but yeah, back then it right. was. Now you have innovations and stuff. Yeah. So how did, how'd you go about finding it? Cause I mean, obviously in 2017, there were still Upworks mm -hmm. and, and, and top tools and all the marketplaces. How did you go about finding work? Um, a lot of times, like I would do part-time stuff and I think it was just like realizing like I was working with a commercial real estate client and it paid my bills, but I was bored a lot. I didn't have a lot to do. So I was like, yeah, I might as well have an LLC, do logos, do like websites on the side. And then it's kind of just morphed into like this. I do some part-time like contract work. And I also do websites and logos and like marketing materials for, you know, whoever shows up. <laughs> right. So, so you have the enterprise, mm -hmm. but you still have small. And that's, that's a great mix, right? So what I, when I'm teaching students, right, the first six months we go small, you know, we start off on Upwork and we're just kind of, let's learn, let's get some reviews, let's build a portfolio, let's do something, let's get in the groove. And then from month seven to 12, that's when we start trying to attack enterprise clients mm -hmm. and doing that because in, 
from what I've learned and what I've seen, it's kind of the enterprise client. You know, if you have one or two, maybe three or whatever, that's really going to provide more stability financially for people. Yeah. You know, because generally, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you, you're extremely long term. You've been going 2017 with these yeah. people. But generally what I'm saying is, you know, six month contract, maybe a 12 month contract. And those seem really, really appeasing. Why? My question to you. So you had your long term client. Mm -hmm fixed up the LLC, why not attack more? And I keep saying attack, that's so violent. Why not approach or try to go uh, get more of that enterprise work um, instead of, you know, the Upwork style? Um, I think, like, for me, it's nice to have that stability. You know, I get a monthly retainer paycheck every month. So, you know, I know that I'm covered on my rent. I know that I can, like, pay my utilities and all that. Like, that's great. But for me, I like the kind of like smaller term projects because then you get to work with like different verticals. You get to experience different things, kind of like see like hit or miss what you like doing. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of transformed my business into more of like mostly websites. And then I offer a branding package and I offer like a design in a day for like those smaller projects because then you can just get it done. And you're not like, it's not dragging out for, you know, three months to do a, right. like a PDF checklist or something. No. Okay. I totally get that. So at this point, I'm sure listeners are, are wondering, what is it that you do? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give a brief little synopsis of what I see, and then I'm going to let you correct me. Right. So I'm going back. I'm on LinkedIn. We're going, we're going back. Williams would university yes. where is that even at fulton missouri it is about 20 minutes from mizzou okay mm -hmm. well i don't like mizzou because <laughs> i'm a razorback Fair. um they they shouldn't even be in the sec but that's a conversation <laughs> for another day so you went to william woods university mm -hmm. got your bachelor's of science in graphic design yes. um alpha kyo yes a kyo represent yeah yeah I am a uh, Sigma Pi myself. Oh, nice. Uh, I think my grandpa so was Greek a Greek family. Pi. Hey, tell him to, to <laughs> donate some money. Yeah. <laughs> we need some money. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug for the fraternity yes. help. <laughs> um, no, we'll be all right. Uh, but then, so you graduated. Uh, I believe I saw an internship in there. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Let's, let's skip forward. It's always graphic design except for the marketing communications intern you kind of took a yeah a little pivot i'm curious to what you did there but it's always been graphic design mm -hmm. it tell me where's the passion why why do you why you keep going um i i guess when i was a kid i was i was always into art and creating stuff i think i like won an art fair when i was like in second grade for some pointillism piece that I did. Obviously I was in second grade, so it's not like life shatteringly like, beautiful, but yeah. you know, it was, I've always had a passion for art and like um, my parents kind of were like, you know, we want you to go to college and like, we don't want you to be a starving artist. So if you're going to do art, make sure it can be something that is actually profitable. So I think that's where the graphic design kind of came in. So I can, you know, and I learned how to do all the programs at, like with Adobe suite in college um, you know, uh, we started what CS4. So I have, you know, been using Creative Suite. Yeah. Now it's Creative Cloud. Um, but yeah, I've been using right. that yeah, for, for sure. Ever. Um, but yeah, I, I learned design there and I really enjoyed that kind of work. Now that's where it's like website 
design was a class back then mm-hmm. and now it is a whole major. So a lot of the right. a lot of the web design stuff that I did, I really kind of taught myself how to do that. So let's touch on college real quick because mm-hmm. what Task Saver Inc. is and what freelancing in, in Orbit City is meant to do is meant to help the academy, which is our school. Um, I graduated from University of Arkansas with my bachelor's in communications. I believe like there are some like the Gary V's out there who are like, you know, you only really need to go to college if you're going to be a doctor or something of that magnitude. Right. And, and for me, I'm like, okay, I can understand it. No, that's fine. Um, a lot of the times it just wasn't another option, right? Mm-hmm. You, you knew you knew you had to learn something, but there wasn't another place to go. And so with this kind of shift to Gen Z's and things like that, that shift, they're like, okay, I'm rethinking traditional college, mm-hmm. but I still need to learn the skills. And that's kind of where Task Saver Academy fits in. While if you take me back now, look, I get it. 20, uh, 2010, 2011, 20, 2009, these things obviously didn't exist. Yeah. Look, Task Saver Academy, I was, I think 2000, I graduated in 2011 from high school. So uh, these things weren't around. Mm-hmm. If they were though, let's say you're a freelancer, you know, let's say you just started out, you know, maybe in 2020, would you have said, would you have leaned towards, Hey, there is another option outside of traditional school that will give me, you know, the introduction and the the skill frame that I need yeah. without costing and without going four years. Yeah. Would you have uh, taken that? Um, I, I think it's important to get like those like fundamentals and that's what you get kind of from college. Um, you know, just like, it was mostly like how to use the programs. Definitely the, um, you know, you have to know like typography hierarchy and like, you know, color psychology and like, like learning how to use Mm. the programs is I think more of what you learn in college. That's important for me. One of my first is, I think it was my second job after college. Um, it was just an art director and me, and I learned more from him in the two years I worked there than I really did in college. So I think you don't necessarily have to go that traditional college route as long as you know how to use the programs, which now, I mean, there's so many tutorials on YouTube or it was lynda.com, but I think it's something else now. Um, but there's so many like, and you know, there's so many, like you can learn from other people who get it, um, versus like having to do that college route. I it's, I think it's like 50, 50 in the graphic design world that, 50% 50% it's had college hard. and 50% didn't. Yeah. It's for me, it's like, it's super hard. Cause I will never tell someone to not go. Right. Because outside of the education part. Right. So for you, you had your sorority. I had my fraternity. These are people I would have never met and, and friends that I have now that have, you know, helped me through some really tough times. Mm-hmm. And had I not gone to college or whatever, even if I'd just gone online, I wouldn't have met these people. Right. So it's very, you do kind of learn a lot about yourself mm-hmm. in college and you, you seek that freedom and there's a way to, to kind of marry that in. That's kind of one of my things about just random courses. Yeah. One of my thing about courses, you know, is that it's really, you know, you're listening to a recorded video and you're still going to school, but to the 18, 19, 20, 21 year old, that's like your time to be real dumb. Yeah. While right? being real smart. Yeah. You know, you can get away like, with- a lot more when you're in a college. Lot, <laughs> and for me, I didn't go to college until I was t- 
turning 23. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Marine Corps first. I went to the military first. I had no college aspirations. I was in high school just being me uh, and living best life positively. Uh, but I went straight to the Marine Corps and I didn't know about college. I didn't know anything about nothing. But when I got to college, I, I wanted to re-experience that. And so for the for the, the high school student who might be listening to this, to the young 18, 19, 20-year-old who's listening to this, what we're, I'm not saying don't go to college. I'm not saying you don't have to go to college. What I'm saying is there are true benefits to going to school. I think we need to change the way we're learning in college. Oh uh, yeah. And 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 that's what we that's what we want to do with Tass Saver Academy. So if you think about it like this, when I got my communications degree, what I thought I was gonna be learning was how to stand and, you know, you know, present to the masses and and learn how to write disaster plan. Like I thought I was gonna do that. What it turned out was I learned a bunch of theory theory of communication and, and, you know, dissonance and things I did, I couldn't even go back and really remember it. And it kind of was unhelpful. What I think we should be able to do is 100% practical application. Mm -hmm. And so this is how it goes into freelancing. I think a lot of the reasons people have trouble shifting into freelance is because they don't have, you know, the 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 previous book of business, the reviews, the, the things that really yeah. help freelancers kind of get hired. And in college, you're spending all this time learning and learning and learning and very minimal doing. Mm-hmm. And so if we can say, okay, this school of graphic design, so you went to, you know, Megan, you went to this school of graphic design. What we're also going to do, we're going to teach you the theory. We're going to teach you the application and we're going to teach you how to earn from it. Yeah. So that you have an opportunity if you want to go work enterprise and you want to be a W-2 employee and and work that route. Great. You have it ready. Or if you want to go and not be a starving artist out of our school, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to teach you how to earn and manage your money. I don't I still don't understand why it's only the business schools that get to learn how to manage money. Like we don't all need to know that. I don't. I was just about to get onto a rant. I had to like slow myself (laughs) That's one thing about these podcasts is like you can get really ranty really fast yeah. because I only talk about things I'm passionate about. This, I mean, what else is the point? Yeah. And I feel like when people are passionate about what they talk about, they can ramble and ramble. So feel free to tell me to <laughs> slow it down. I know it's my podcast, but you can tell me to slow down. It's fine. Um, okay. So let's talk about the retainer mm-hmm. portion because I, most times when people say retainer, they think legal automatically, right. you know, rich person's just got a lawyer on retainer and getting paid dot, 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 dot. Now on a freelance side, it's usually just like a, you know, like I said, a six month contract, dot, 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 dot. How'd you work out this retainer part? I think, um, and this is probably a very specialized case that is not going to happen very often, but, um, their real estate brokers are paid. They're all 1099. They're all paid off commission. So it's easier to then like they have an office manager and then I do all their like graphic design and like postcards and marketing needs. And so they just like, we'll put you as a 1099. We'll pay you, you know, X amount of money a month and you just do whatever we need you to do, whether that's 10 hours a month or 20 hours a month, you know, they're paying me for, I think 
I think it works out to be like 28 hours a week is what they pay me for, but they pay me that rate, whether I do four hours of work or 25 hours of work or 40 hours of work. It's just, it's just easier for me and them. Like I'm getting a steady paycheck. They're always Mm -hmm. have somebody if they need them. Um, so that kind of worked out that way. And then I obviously, if I don't have anything for them to do, I can work on a logo or a website or marketing materials for anybody else. Um, so it's a very, like, I think specialized, like, I don't think it, gonna, it would not yeah, happen regularly. But imagine, that way. What if we could just make that? What if we could make it regular? That, yeah. I, now, I look, do you got to be, that. you got to be good at what you do. Yes. You got to be do, good at what you do for something like that. Yeah. Um, because I'm not going to retain you to mess up every once in a while. Like, <laughs> I would just give you bad products over and over again. That is the caveat. But when when we think about how do we continue to make freelance safe mm-hmm. and, you know, ease, like lower the barrier to entry, I feel like re- we, we could bring more to the retainer, mm-hmm. retaining. I think people come in and they're just like, Hey, I just, this is what I got. This is how it's always been done. This is how I'm supposed to do it. And that's why I even shocked, you know, me a little bit. Cause you don't, I just don't see it often. Yeah. I think that would be, I think I'm going to write it down because I want to kind of push that to my, to the students. Mm-hmm. I want them to see, you know, let's see if we can go out and get a retain. Cause you, I mean, cause like you said, it just provides an extra layer of, yeah. of security and comfort. Just knowing I can see how, you got to really make sure the company you do that with isn't going to like take complete advantage. Right. That's where you, you have know? to make sure that it's like kind of a fair trade of, you know, I'm not working 80 hours a week for, you know, maybe they're only paying me, you know, a certain amount and then you're, you know, you don't have time to do anything else. So then whatever they're get making you, they're, what you're getting from them is all you're going to have time to work on. So then you don't have that opportunity to like make more money um, so yeah, that's where you have to kind of like find that fair balance of like how much you're going to pay me versus how much I'm actually working, I guess. Yeah, certainly. And then the expectation of the deliverable. Yeah. So that's super interesting. Yeah. I'm pushing that to the students hard. Uh, let's, let's get after that. Let's talk about your business. I want to, I obviously want to give you a few chances to plug this business because uh, people who are listening are going to need, going to need websites or going to need things. Um, heck, I might even give you a call because <laughs> it's troublesome mm. out here. I'll tell you what, but let's go in. Let's talk about Golden House Creative. Yes. I mean, take me from, you know, day one. I mean, I want to know about how you got the name. Mm-hmm. Tell me about a good client, a bad client. I'm going to shut up. Tell me a story. <laughs> Um, I actually came up with the name. Um, it's kind of based off one of my favorite songs, uh, 21 Pilots, House of Gold. It kind of talks about, um, you know, like being able to provide for your parents, like when they're older and like taking care of, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like kind of what I wanted to do by having my own company is I want to like be able to take care of myself, take care of my family, like help everybody out any way I can. Um, and so that's kind of how the name came about. And then I just like, I made a logo, I made a website and I was like, here we are, like, let's do this. Um, let's go. and I, you know, it kind of worked out that I would get, you know, I'd find a client or two and then they would refer me to other people. Um, and it's kind of like, I, I've taken a couple 
like I've had a business manager before who like kind of helped me. And then I took like another course that helped me like kind of narrow down like what you put out. Like you don't have to offer, you know, 15 different things. You can focus on, Mm -hmm. you know, just what you're good at. Like I love doing logos. I love doing websites. So I stick to that. Obviously if I'm doing a brand, I'm doing a logo. Um, you know, that's obviously, uh, I, my brain is going to stop working. <laughs> These things just kind of, kind of fit yeah, together. You got to like know what yeah. you enjoy doing. Um, you know, if you don't want to do PowerPoint presentations, you don't have to, like, I think that's where you have to kind of feel comfortable in yourself as a designer is like what you do and don't want to do. And, do. and don't be afraid to say no, like don't just accept clients because, Oh, you know, I need the money. Like I get that that's important, but you mm. also want to make sure you're getting clients that, you know, work with you, you know, you have to understand what you do and don't want to work with. You have to set, I think that's the really important thing that freelancers get wrong is like not having a great work-life balance, like definitely set hours for, um, you know, okay, I'm going to work nine to four every day and give yourself that space to not just work yourself to death because that's how you burn out real quick. I find. Yeah. Okay. So, so you said, a term that I, that you hear a lot. I take a different twist on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say them. I'm not going to give an opinion about it. I just want to get your fresh, fresh opinion. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you said work life balance. Yes. I'm going to counter and say life work balance thoughts. Yes. No, I like that a lot because I think we have kind of as a society, like we make our jobs, our personality. And I think it's important to like what you do, but also you have to make sure that the, your free time, what you, you know, you want to go to concerts, you want to go to a movie, you want to hang out with your friends. Like that's still really important. And I think, especially when you're just starting out, you're like job, job, job. But I think it's really important to like set that boundary with yourself to still allow you know, live a full life, do what you want to do. And I think that's where like, yeah, like life, work, balance, work, life, balance. You have to, you have to do that. Otherwise you won't make it. You won't. And so, and now I'll give, I'll give my little part of it. Right. So I was 18. I went to the military, did that college. And then I worked for jobs and it seemed like at the six month mark at those jobs, I was just like, I, I'm done. This is, sucks, you know, cause it was always management or middle management. And so you didn't have the freedom that the execs above you had, mm-hmm. but you had to work more than the people below because, you know, yeah, now you got time cards and, and reviews and, and other things like that. And so you quickly realize that you're going to work and this is in the days of commuting and things like that. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, but when I was, so you, you know, you're commuting early, you're going into work, you're dealing. And I mean, it's just problems problems, problems, problems. Then you go home and then you feel like you have to go to work because you didn't get your work done. Yeah. Right. And so I, I did that for so long when I finally lost my job at the end of 2020, I had to really take a look inside and ask like, what, what do I want? Like, why am I not happy with these jobs? First off, you know, is it a me? Is it a them? Is it a work situation? What is it? And for me, that last job was probably the best job outside of the Marine Corps that I've ever had because a, they paid me the most I ever made. <laughs> that 
helps. Very important. Employers, that helps. Uh, but B, they gave me the freedom and autonomy to mm-hmm. just do my job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the, one of the great things about startups is like everyone's busy. And so most people don't have the time to micromanage. <laughs> and like, you just kind of got to get your stuff done yeah. because it's, you know, the rest of the company kind of depends on it. And so we were running like that. And I was like, I can't go back into a situation where I can't pick up my kids or mm-hmm. I can't, you know, not do something. When, like there are just days, there are random Tuesdays and random Thursdays where you just ain't got it. Mm-hmm. And you look at your calendar and you're like, there's nothing extremely pertinent that I need to get done today. I need my day. That kind of freedom is incredible. Yes. And it led me to this concept of just flipping work life around to life balance. Cause when you think about it, I mean, you were born first before you start working, you, you, you have your life. You should be able to fit work inside your life. Yeah. You know, even if you're W2, freelance, whatever it is, that it should only take that eight to nine and, and, you know, unless you work 12s, it should only take what it's supposed to take. And then you should be able to go out and experience. I think the thing with Gen Z, I think they figured it out well before everybody else. Yeah. I think they sat and they're like, first off, I can make money from my laptop. Second off, I want to have a ton of fun. There's so many cool things out to do. There's so many I can create. I can be a creator online, all these things. And so they're sitting here and they've shown us a path that, no, we can live and earn inside of it. That is something that I will preach until I keel over cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and I had to ask it in that way because there's a lot of people who, especially let's talk about the generation above us, because we're we're right around the same. Yeah, we're the we're age the millennials. I I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't put your your age out there or oh, anything like it's that. It's okay. But uh, <laughs> but I sit back and I think, and you know, the older group is like, you gotta, you know, you wake up, you grind, you you take care of your family, you do these things, and I think that all comes back to that mindset of like this American dream mm-hmm. that's never. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not been true. I feel like people, like I, I you know, especially when you talk about refugees. And things like that, when they come over to America, like they see it, it's, you know, it's probably a perception for me uh, or whatnot. But when I, when I hear people saying that, you know, you got to go wake up and go to work and do all these things, it just doesn't seem timely anymore. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, it just, yeah. it, it doesn't. I mean, even today I have an alarm that goes off at 8 a.m. just so I can kind of keep a schedule, but I didn't feel like getting yeah. out of bed today. So I didn't get out of bed till like 930. It wasn't the end of the world, you know? At all. So let's let's segue into I always have to give a caveat, mm-hmm. right? Because there's always a two sided type of thing. And, and, and the listeners are always going to have one or two. So what I'm saying is you got to have life work balance and you should be able to take off and you need to take off and do all those things. That's the freedom of freelancing and, you know, just being independent or an independent worker. That can breed a serious amount of laziness and procrastination. Yes. <laughs> I will, that is the, that's like, I'm not going to say you got to be a special type of person because I don't think that's true, but you really got to kind of know yourself in your limits. Because when I first, like, I got my, that job that I lost at December of 2020, I got March 6th of 2020. So March 6th was a Friday. Okay. March 6th is a Friday. It was like a week before, wasn't it? (laughs) 
Oh, we're getting <laughs> go in, meet the crew. Monday, I show back up. No one's there. <laughs> I hadn't been put into the, the distros. Oh, no. oh whatnot. So I'm sitting here, I'm texting. I'm like, I promise I'm not late. I just don't see nobody. They're like, oh yeah, we're remote now for like, you know, a couple of months. We'll see. Never went back ever. Yeah. You know, I went back. The company never went back. But what I realized, and I think Elon Musk kind of pointed this out. He was like, um, people can procrastinate on their own time or they, you know, they can like, you know, they're at home. They're not really working. Da, 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 da. He's not wrong. Oh, I know like yeah. it made a lot of people mad, but he's not wrong. Like no. if you look in with like at myself, my productivity after a while just kind of, yeah, it's shot low. And I, I guess it's probably because a lot of people just haven't worked like that for you. Like you've been doing this gig, like you, yeah. you understand you need to put yourself on a schedule. You need to at least have a, a confined area of work time and that's how you go. But for me back then, I was like, uh, no, I'm it's fantasy football season. <laughs> And the TV, and I'm gonna set my lineup because it's Thursday, yeah, and, right. <laughs> and I'm trying to win. Uh, so he's not wrong. So what I'll say to, especially the the younger audience that's listening, you have to still set boundaries. Yeah. The one good thing about being a W two employee is they give you the boundaries to operate in, and a lot of people are really comfortable in other people's boundaries. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a freelancer or an independent, you have to figure out how to set your own. So I'll give you an example of mine. What I do, I have an alarm. So especially it's summer break now. So these kids are here. Um, when they, when, when they're in school, I gotta, you know, I gotta wake up at six because bus stops and, and all the jazz. However, now that they're not, I was like, okay, this could go one of two ways. Either I don't have an alarm, I, I wake up and just kind of what and roll in, and you probably miss something. You know, you, you're not in the right headspace because mm -hmm. you kind of got to get into the work yeah. headspace. It's still work. You're not, guys. It's still work. Yeah. Like, don't forget that part. So for me, I was like, okay, set a seven. You don't need to wake up at six anymore. Seven a.m. That's when it is. And then I have my what I call deep work hours. And I was like, when are my like my most like when can I really you know, get funky with it. And I decided it was like nine to 1130 is like my best time. Cause I, I, would agree I with get that. bored scrolling. Yeah. By, by eight 30, I'm kind of bored scrolling, you know, yeah. through the morning, through the morning socials TikToks. and, yeah. you know, yeah. You know, the dogs are good. The kids are whatever. And I'm just like, okay, let's flow into it. Right. It just made sense for me. So the advice I'm having, I always like to give one tidbit of advice. Um, the tidbit of advice for today is take an hour to sit and kind of just figure out where your power hour is. Mm -hmm. How long can you go? Can you go for two hours without taking a break? Can you go for three, four hours without taking a break? And at what time of the day can you get that done? And if that's, you know, if that's, you know, nighttime, let's say you've got young kids or maybe you're still working or whatnot and your time frame is 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., make that work. Yeah. Figure it out, you know. And you will, if you go back and listen to Megan's advice on choosing work that you enjoy doing. Yes. Yeah. It feels less like a chore. It really doesn't feel like, a, I really don't call it a job. Right. Yeah. You know, it didn't, it, because it doesn't feel like that. If you're, you wake up, you, you know, you're serving your purpose. You're, you know, helping out your people. It really just, it's, it's kind of what you're meant to be doing. You'll wake up and be like, this is just what I'm supposed to do. Right. Yeah. I'm not doing this because somebody told me this is just kind of what I'm supposed to do. 
now I take that from me. I'm 29. Megan, you're an age. I am. I am 31. 31. Okay. Yes. I just didn't want to guess oh, that. No, okay. I knew it was close. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I didn't want to guess too yeah. much. <laughs> you're 31. You take, add 10, 15 years, you know? So you're either 41 or you're 46. Ew. What are you, what are you seeing? Where are you, where are you at? Because that's yeah. one thing with freelancing as well. There's no like direct corporate ladder to climb. Mm-hmm. You know, your growth depends on you and what goals you set. So I'm, I'm trying to ask, what are the goals? What are you, how do you keep growing to make sure that you can, you know, stay independent? Yeah, I think it's really important, especially in our field where technology is constantly changing. And I mean, look at COVID. There's so many things that came out of that technology wise, you know, the Zoom functions and booking through like, you know, these kind of calls like that was not really used Mm -hmm. before. And so I think like the biggest thing I try to tell people is you got to like keep up with the technology because you can offer more things. Like I taught myself web design. I learned coding. I learned, you know, how to do it. And I think that's kind of like, I love what I do and I can't necessarily see myself doing anything different in 10 years. I would still love to be a freelancer, you know, maybe like have more money and like make, you know, have more clients, you know, you can always raise your prices. You can always, you know, do something different. I think that's the cool thing about graphic design. And there's so many different ways you can go with it. You can go into, um, you know, websites, logos, uh, you can do marketing collateral, you can do presentation design, mm-hmm. you can do packaging design, you can do retail design, you know, there's so many things you can do. So it's like, if you're feeling stuck, you're feeling bored, like maybe try out something else, maybe start offering a different service. So you can yeah. kind of pivot, but not start over. That makes a lot of sense. Let's, let's stay on design. I want to do something. I want to try something. It kind of just came to my head. <laughs> got to try it though. I am going to send you up. Do you have, do you have multiple screens? Uh, I just, I have my laptop, but I also have my other computer. I have two computers, <laughs> two computers. I see I, one computer, three screens. I'm going to send you in the chat, a, a website. Mm-hmm. All right. And we are going to, um, not necessarily tear it apart, but let's kind of give me some, give me some teaching stuff, right? Cause you mentioned, you know, color psychology and things like that. And so while this is, you know, generally, you know, focused around business and attitude and things like that, most freelancers, you know, they, they need to have a website, they need to do these things or whatnot. And so they need to be kind of aware in general of what they should be looking at. So I'm just gonna, I don't know what website, let's see. Um, I'm trying to find like a product Sharpie. Sure. Sharpie.com. Let's go. And let's just take three to four minutes, a quick, you know, just little, uh, look, see, tell me what's, what's good. What you think might, you know, cause I mean, these are, I mean, Sharpie's big, you know what I'm saying? They got yeah. a lot of graphic designers going in on this or whatnot, but I'm, I'm sure we can find, see, I found one thing right here. It's, um, I don't know if you're on, if you're there, but yeah. if you go to like the, the, you get the three Sharpies or highlighters, whatever. And right below there, it's like a broken picture thing. 
Do you see that? Um, in like the black, it says always vivid writing. Is that in the hero and image the, or is it farther down? Oh, okay. Uh, further down. Oh, yes. I do see that little broken link. It's on all of those black boxes as you scroll down. Uh-huh. Oh, Sharpie, what are you doing? Let's what sponsor are you doing? Me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sharpies. <laughs> yes, please, please, please. Yes, that's what I say. I got it. I got the Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we're not hating on you. We just want to help you be better. That's all. Yeah. We're just trying to help you guys be better. Um, okay, so teach me a couple of things. Yes. Um, what I do, hero image, you know, the big, splashy, pretty photo, always have a call to mm-hmm. action in your hero image. Do it. Always. 100%. Um, okay. cause you're going to have somebody say like, learn more or book a book of, I don't even know what mine is. Isn't that sad? I don't even know what mine is. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going like, to my own website. I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah, mine is like, learn more. You know, this is what I do. Learn more. Mm-hmm. It takes you like I have, I offer, um, free 20 minute consultations, 20 minutes of my time. It books through, I use acuity scheduling, they're owned by Squarespace. I love Squarespace websites. Easy. They're they're easier to like not break. Like WordPress, okay, you can okay. break that I, like very easily. And you have to update all the time where Squarespace is just done. Love that. Um, yeah, you can book in a call with me. You know, they have a learn more too. Like that's great. Um, then you go markers, highlighters, pens. I do like the 50-50 split screens. Those are very nice. Okay. Like where it's like the writing on one side, the picture on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's always really nice. Um, they have a lot of call to action. I actions. don't get why they said, they said always vivid writing. And I get it. I just expect when you say always vivid writing to have some kind of example of what the ink is going to look like. Yeah. Just, this picture, it is just as a Sharpie pen. You know, right. <laughs> like what does that Sharpie pen do? And especially that's, a company that's like this, you're you're gonna. It's obviously they paid a photographer to take those pictures, so mm-hmm. yeah, you wanna you want them to match. See, like up. the second one down below. Yeah, like there's pictures of highlighters. That's great. The black. I, I know they. I guess that's their bored. brand colors, but the I. This is a weird trick that I will share. Um, fonts. Instead of doing black, like, you know, hex code 000, whatever, use mm-hmm. an 85% black. It makes everything look more elegant. Okay. So, so black, we, I so think the hex good. code is 4D, you 4D, 4F, 85. 85% black. Yeah. Four, it's, yeah, 4D, 4D, 4F is the hex code. Um, it just like, and that's something I learned really early on, like, I worked under this art director and he was like, use 85% black. And it just kind of makes everything look a little softer, a little more elegant. If that's what your brand is going for, obviously, yeah. if you're more so masculine. So like mine, brand, I have a lot of black. Yeah. And black is great. Yeah, I just, it's a little harsh sometimes. I think you have to know, like, that's the mm-hmm. important thing too, with like color psychology is you have to kind of understand your audience. And that's something I think that people don't, that's like a, a thing you learn too, is you're not designing it for you. You're designing it for your target audience. So mm-hmm. if I love the color pink and glitter, which I don't, but if I did, and, but my target audience is like men who 
like drive motorcycles. I'm obviously not going to make my website pink and glittery. (laughs) (laughs) So I think when, especially with freelancers or people who own a business, like you have to target who you want as a client, not how you personally feel. I guess okay. I think we're getting out I of see that. <laughs> No, 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 no. That, that's that's no. That's great. So exactly what I want to be is the color psychology because it's something that I think I've gone through probably ten or eleven major um, website changes. And when I was first, when I was first creating the website, I was like, I saw and I tried to look into color psychology and you know, blue made you feel safe and thing. I was just like, okay, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and I did. I made that mistake though. I went, I was like, my favorite color is orange. Let's make a website that's orange. The web. Can you imagine an orange? Like I'm talking straight. I'm mm. talking straight orange. Yes. It was. And then I was like, you know what? What what I got, you know, military background. Let's go with camouflage green. Let's let's olive drab this up. No. <laughs> no. So yes, it it. I don't understand why it took me so long. Cause it's not the first time I've heard it, mm-hmm. you know, that you're to the target audience, to the target audience. I don't, it's very, I don't, I don't know why it's hard, it's but it is way, hard to kind of so like get out harder. of your own way. Yeah. It's harder. Like I just redid my website like December of last year. And it took me so much longer because you're always more critical of yourself than you would ever be mm. for a client. Um, and I, I started, like, I, I've done a lot by trial and error. Um, I now have, a, like, a three-page questionnaire that I have people fill out um, because it's important to understand what they like. It cuts back a lot of, like, here's five random designs. You kind of get them to narrow it down for you. Like, use five words to describe your business because if they want elegant, you know, formal, or they're more, like, Comic Sans font, I will never use Comic Sans. Um, but you know, like if they're, if they're a little more, um, you know, geared towards working with children versus, you know, guys with Ed Hardy t-shirts, you know, mm-hmm. it helps them narrow it down and it helps you understand more of what they're looking for. Um, so I think questionnaires are super important to help them and you like narrow it down. And something I will say too, with target audiences Look at your competitors because I had this, um, I did a website and a logo for a hair salon and she's like, you know, like what colors do you like? And she's like, oh, I like black and gold. And so then I had another section of like, who are your main competitors? And every website she sent me, their colors were black and gold. So yes, that Mm -hmm. definitely leans towards like high end hair salon, but you also want to stand out from your competition, not blend in. So, you know, maybe throw a different color in there as an accent color, just so you and your competitor are not all exactly the same, because then you're never going to stand out. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think I think I try to go. I think I try to do that. Yeah. My whole thing is, though, my whole thing is like the future. Yes. It, It and very futuristic for me. And. I didn't I didn't make that shift really um until I continued to have to write um oh what was I writing? Oh my goodness. I'm so glad I forgot now. Um 
<laughs> Hold on. It's by like, I think it's still my email signature or something, but it's like uh, the future of freelancing. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was the future of freelance. And I was like, that's super boring. That's those three words together. Kind of. It's just like, it's the future of work. It's the future of edu- it's the future of everything. That's fine. Show me now because we've been saying the future yeah. since forever and things are still kind of lame. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. They are mm-hmm. the, the, the last product I bought that I was like, this is like world changing future for me was like the Oculus VR headset. <laughs> I put that on and I felt like I was like plugging in a Sega back in the day. It was incredible. <laughs> and so when I was thinking about task saver, I was like, okay, obviously we want to protect freelancing. We want to make it safer for future freelancers to use. How do I kind of alliterate that or whatnot? And so the way I did it, and that's where you get orbit city. So I'm not sure if you remember what Orbit City was, but Orbit City is the city where the Jetsons oh, okay. yeah. uh, lived. Yes. Yeah. And so they're flying around. They got the cars. Da, 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 da. So now you see, now you're like, okay, we're going to take it there. And so that's where the podcast comes, freelancing. And we are inside Orbit City. Tassaver Academy is inside Orbit City. And so there is a, there is a dream of mine. I think someone's trying to live it out right now to where you really would have, you know, find 200 acres, call it orbit city. And, you know, you have, a, you would have like a school and you would have these things and it would just be like this freelancer haven, you know, it, it's a dream. We all dream, but that's kind of my point on, I felt like I needed to be different. The hardest part about being that different though, is kind of, almost maintaining that difference, right? Mm -hmm. It's because my natural inclination is not, you know, was not to live in this futuristic landscape or whatnot. And so it's very hard to continue to be like, let's make sure we stay. We got to, we have to have this, you know, futuristic theme. It gets so confused though. People are like, I I do, I have seen it to where people are like, okay, this is kind of like NFTE, like, you know what I'm saying? As far as like, it's, you know, maybe a little cyberpunky. It's it's too techy, you know. So like trying to find that like nice little. This is oh, I could see myself. You know, this could be the future without being like cyberpunk. Let's <laughs> scream your head off or something. I don't know. Be different. Okay, so here's the actionable point to that to that rant and to what Megan was saying. Understand the target market is the key. It's the first thing you need to do, right? You can do that, part of that, you can do that by looking at what your competitors are doing and understanding how other people in your space are positioning themselves. Now, what may be a great thing is your, you know, your target audience is different from theirs. And so your positioning may not have to, you know, be dramatically different. But if you're going for the same exact people, right? Let's take Pepsi and Coke. Pepsi and Coke are competitors, but they, you know, if you taste a Pepsi and a Coke, like, Come on, Very different. It's almost the same daggone thing. <laughs> the only thing that's different from the cola is the brands. Mm-hmm. You have a red and white can. And you have blue, red, and white. It, it's the differentiation there. You, you got to find it. I, I'm not a designer. That's probably why I'm kind of like stumbling over this a bit because look, my, I still feel like my website's kind of ugly. <laughs> However, the point being. I think my website's ugly too. <laughs> Probably see, but now I need someone to actually go tell me if it's ugly or not. Like <laughs> it's self-critical until someone tells me opposite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, okay. Um, 
I'm missing a lot of copy. I need more copy. And I just, I think that's the hardest part. Um, I, that's another thing is like hire a copywriter or work in, like, I have some friends who majored in communications, majored, majored in journalism. And so I like mm. outsource that. Like they know me well enough. She's my best friend. So she wrote my website for me. Like, I think that's yeah. like, understand your strengths and weaknesses too. I think that's important. Like mm -hmm. don't try to do it all. Like my, my photos, my brother likes to take photo photographs. That's like his kind of pastime hobby. And so, you know, I couldn't necessarily afford to pay for new photos at the time. So I had my brother do it and I edited it. Yeah. I edited them. And I think that's kind of like, I know when you start out, it is DIY, but like find ways that you can, you know, work in trade. I've done that a lot. Like, Hey, um, I'll do your website if you write my copy or stuff like that. You know, I think yeah. you have to think of the non-monetary things too, I guess. I don't know. I think What's, I'm on a tangent. Oh, <laughs> no, no, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Because it's one of those things. One of the good things about the workforce, right? If you go to work is you have all these different departments and if it's a, you know, a larger place and they've got their heads around them, usually they kind of, begin to intermingle mm -hmm. with each other, right? Because you can't do it all. And you realize that that's why you need all these different departments. It's the, kind of the same way, but you just make it smaller in a freelance or independent stance. And you got to be cheaper about it. You, you've got to find a way to be agile as all get out. Mm -hmm. And let's wrap it back around. If you love what you're doing, or if you at least just like it, like this is something that you really want to do and get better at, you're going to figure out a way to take care of your baby. Yeah. You're, you're going to figure out a way to, to get it, the, the copywriting it needs, the appropriate marketing so it can grow. Uh, you know, you got to figure out how to get your bills paid. All of these different things, you'll figure it out. Um, but it really does kind of start back again. Kind of like what you're doing. Yes. Don't just, you can't, you can't enter freelance and say, I'm going to be a millionaire doing what I saw <laughs> somebody else do on Instagram. Right. It doesn't work because what they didn't tell you is it took them three years to be able to highlight all of those growth metrics that mm -hmm. you're seeing on Instagram. And then when you realize how hard that is, you quit and you go back into the workforce when the original problem is that you just didn't care about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I really don't think you should jump into freelance until you have figured out what you like to do. Yes. I you don't even have to really be good at it to start. No. Just <laughs> Get that first question. What do I like mm -hmm. to do on a, on a normal day? And I think Ugh. that is I love that. what kind of important. I would say if you're fresh out of college, I don't think mm. that you should necessarily deep dive right into freelancing. If you don't have like someone helping you, if you don't have a mentor, if you don't have a coach, yeah. because after college, you, I don't think you really do know exactly what you enjoy doing yet. You haven't done it enough. Um, Right. So, exactly. you know, um, one thing that I wish I had done is got into like an advertising agency, like an internship or just a production designer, because then you get to kind of see how it works on a bigger mm. scale, which then you can kind of scale to do yourself. And if that is something you want to try, agencies are really hard to get into if you don't have agency experience, which is kind of frustrating. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's very hard. Um, I, that's what I wish. I wish I had done that. If I could go back and change it, I would have, um, 
yeah, gotten into an advertising agency, even as like a marketing person anyway, you can see how it works. You can understand the Mm -hmm. processes um, because like I didn't do that. So I just jumped into freelancing and I was like, I'm just going to make it work. You know, fake it till yeah, you make it. It did. Whatever. <laughs> um, it ended up working. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends up working, which, you know, is great. Um, and I think that there is a high burnout rate of designers and there is a high, like, turnover rate. And I think it's because, like, we keep going back to you have to enjoy what you like to do. Um, you know, you have to like what you work and all that. Um Yeah. Or, or, or the burnout's going to be yeah, real. Yeah, okay. the burnout okay. is real, so especially let's... when we're all working from home and, you know, when COVID was going strong, we're all stuck inside. It's really easy <laughs> to just like, well, I have nothing else to do, so I'm just going to work, which is great if that works for you. You have mm-hmm. to understand, like, how you want to work, how you feel about, like, if you want, like you said, you have a couple peak hours a day that work for you. If that's at 10 p.m., cool. Just make sure, like, that you're still giving yourself that balance and boundaries. Exactly. So, and yeah, so like I had the time, I had my times where I need to be. And then I also had to move my location. I realized, so when I first, you know, started working on task saver, um, my kids had half the room and then I had half like to be like, it was the best like window space to like do zoom and stuff with, with lighting. And after a while I realized I was like avoiding the room. (laughs) And like the door would be open. I'd like walk past, I'd see my laptop in my chair and I just like keep on walking. And I, <laughs> I realized, dude, you will procrastinate until the, till the cows come home and the cows ain't coming home. You will just sit and do nothing. Why? Mm-hmm. No idea. But what I realized is, look, you got to bring that stuff. So you see, that's my lovely bed. <laughs> it has to be like right here. Like yeah. I got to be right here. Be. <laughs> Or I have, to, or I need to travel again. And with the way gas is running, oh gosh, I didn't want to do that because I had an office space down, like forty-five minutes down south, mm-hmm. um, kind of like where where the university is down in Fayetteville, forty-five minutes south. And just getting there became a pain. Yeah. Right. And then because I need, I want to pick up my kids and stuff like that from school and from the bus, I'd be getting there at nine, and having to leave by two, but not really feeling like I got mm-hmm. much done because it was. It was like a co-working space and I just didn't, I had my own little section, but I just didn't feel like I was like, had the freedom to kind of like mosey and be weird. Like I need to be weird. Sometimes I just, I need to be weird. And it is what it is. No, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. And so I, location matters, location Mm -hmm. matters, but it's all, you got to learn yourself. So we're, we're closing in, we're closing on the hour and I kind of want to do a few like rapid fire. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, and some of these might kind of go in for a long, like, answer, but let's see if we can, let's see how many we can get through, okay? Let's see. Let's find it. I should have had that pulled up before I introduced (laughs) that. Greatest thing, the greatest thing about a podcast, though, is how authentic it is Mm -hmm. and the fact that you can edit dead space. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest things about podcasts. Um Okay. Okay. That is, I'm going to read off a couple of DMS that I, that I got. And I kind of want you to tell me the first, this first part, I want you to tell me how would you have done it differently? Mm -hmm. 
right? Because now we're talking about outbound. Sometimes as a freelancer, you're going to, especially as a new freelancer, if off, even Upwork, on Upwork, off Upwork, whatever. Outbound, things are going to happen and DMs aren't a bad way to do it. But I'm going to read this. I want you to kind of give me your take and what we might fix. It says, hello, we are from Podcast Promotion Agency. That's great, right? <laughs> we will provide you huge traffic with organic downloads, subscribes, reviews, ratings, and top rank on iTunes Store. Do you want this service? Uh, I think it's a little aggressive. <laughs> a lot of emails that I get like that honestly go to my spam folder, and I, I don't even read them. No. <laughs> so that... Ugh. Look, okay, so I got that on... I think that was either LinkedIn or IG. And no, no it was it was definitely it was it was it was LinkedIn mm -hmm. because the person who sent it was a mutual connection of somebody else on LinkedIn that runs a pro uh, a podcast. And I was like, okay. Let's we're going to fix this. So, we both agreed this is a horrible <laughs> outreach play. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed how short it was. You know, as if you're talking to, you know, a busy person, the usually the, the shot caller who you're wanting to approach um, is busy, mm -hmm. right? They want to, they're on LinkedIn and stuff like that, but they're a little bit busy. So you want to be concise. You also want to understand the grammar of the country you are trying to speak with yes. people in. I know that was weird. My grammar wasn't that great there. <laughs> However, you guys, you get it there, right? So... Because in let's just talk about the U.S. I there are a couple of people who listen from Finland and mm -hmm. Switzerland and things like. I, first off, guys, I see you. I'm shouting you out. Thank you. I have two hardcore Finland subscribers yes. right now. I don't know where you came from, how you found it. Love it. Keep on going. Please give me the five stars. Uh, <laughs> for people who who are out of the country in, in the U.S. When you're sending these DMs, grammar is important mm -hmm. or it feels like a, or like spam. Yeah. Because we get so much spam all the time. So, hello, I'm from, I'm from your actual company's name. You know, I'm from Task Saver Promotion Agency. Um, show some kind of proof. Mm -hmm. Something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, listen to your podcast. I saw your podcast, read about your podcast. I, you know, I've helped somebody similar it was a similar pro podcast and they got up to this type of traffic. Don't tell me we will provide you with huge traffic and organic downloads. Yeah. Show me that you've already done that mm -hmm. and that you think you can, you know, you can do it again for me. All right. And then I don't mind. Do you want this service? Yeah. Is, do you feel like, do you think this service is good for you? I, you know, that straightforward is the fine part for me, but you know, this one is effort. Yes. Put more effort in. Yes. Okay. Number two. This one was this one was LinkedIn for sure. And I'll tell you why I don't like this after you get your response. This one says, Hi Eugene. As I see, you are you are already PMP certified. So we are coming up with a special program which consists three online training. Please put a comma. I can't breathe. Which consists three online training through which you can easily extract 60 PMI PDU for PMP renewal process. Please let me know if you're interested. That was hard to read i, I Guys, think i would have to read important. that like six times before i actually understand what they were actually trying to say maybe i deleted it so i copied it 
pasted it in my notes, deleted the message and unfollowed or unconnected yeah. with the person. That was for the well, first off, let me get yours. Tell me what your thoughts are. Uh, I think it's just a lot. Like, I feel like for cold outreach, you have to um, take it slow. You can't just like throw a giant paragraph. I think it's important to personalize things too a little bit. Like, yeah, okay, you're certified, but, and I don't know what that certification is and I have no idea what they were trying to sell you, but <laughs> it was just a lot. Like grammar is important. So the PMP, the PMP is the project management mm. professional. Okay. Um, I was on track to do that. I'd gotten my PDUs that I needed and all this stuff. I was in HR or I was, I was holding, I've done projects in a uh, formal sense with people who were certified and I was going for that certification for a while. Mm -hmm. I was going through a, for a lot of certifications for a while. Cause I was like, Ooh, this sounds fun. Oh, I need this. I can do this. Oh, that sounds fun. That I was really trying to find out what I want to do. And I didn't get it. And nowhere on my LinkedIn profile does it say that I did get it. Okay. What it says is I had these PDUs and I took some classes. So first off, your first sentence is like, you didn't really look at my profile. Yeah. I should let you go from there. The second thing, obviously grammar. So we are coming up. You didn't tell me a thing about, about you. Mm -hmm. This is obviously you kind of copied and pasted and went and just kind of, that might even be an automatic kind of drip thing where you just have a campaign running for, you know, searching for keywords because it's not this, the, so we are coming up with the special program, which consists of three data would kind of be fine mm -hmm. if it was smaller, more concise, condensed, um, and things like that. So the actionable step kind of on this one for me is understand, and this is part of personalizing each message. I would rather tell you to go send 10 personalized hyper personalized. Mm -hmm. You read their LinkedIn. You went to their, maybe their IG, you went to their website, you learned about them. You know, you figured out what their nickname is. I don't know. Yeah. Something that says, I am sending this only to you because I feel like I can help you specifically do this mm -hmm. because I read that. That's how you're going to go about it. Instead of going, Hey, a hundred people who match this criteria, I'm going to send them all this, this email. Look, I mean, shooting, you know, fish in a barrel, you're going to get one. Yeah. You know, you might even get two. That's fine, but it's a horrible long-term plan. Mm -hmm. And then you're not really developing the relationship on at the jump where you could. And you know what I'm saying? So personalize it, understand, and make sure when you're uh, trying to spit facts about somebody that they are true facts that you know are facts. Yeah. Um, because I am not PMP certified, guys. <laughs> it's not a thing. It, it's a thing. I'm not PMP certified. Boom. Okay. Where am I? Okay. Back to the rapid fire. Let's see if we can go a little bit, a little bit faster. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. Hold on. Because I'm slow. I'm saying rapid fire and I'm slow. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever had to fire a client? Yes. 
why? Um, uh, so th- this is something that you have to realize for yourself too. Again, the whole like know how you want to work, enjoy what you do, but also like set boundaries with clients. So I do um, 20 minute calls, free consultation, whatever. Um, I had this guy email me and ask for website design. And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Here's my, here's my calendar to book in books in for the next day. Doesn't hop on the call emails me. Sorry. I must've missed your call. And I think he was probably a little like older, maybe fifties, but he's like, you didn't Mm -hmm. call me. And I was like, no, it's a zoom call. Like, and this was last fall. So we are like, yeah, we're already Zoom. over a year into the COVID. So we all understand what Zoom is at that point. Um, he probably missed like three different like meetings. And uh, and this is also now one of the reasons I don't give out my phone number. It's a balance that I put in there, a boundary of like, because especially when you freelance, you tend to work in different time zones. So he, I, this was when I still mm. had my phone number out there. He called me at like 630 in the morning. And I was like, hey, do you have time to chat? I'm like, no, I'm sleeping. <laughs> like, and he was from Central Time Zone, which I think you're in Central. I'm in Phoenix, shout out. Um, so yeah, I'm... Phoenix is beautiful, guys, by the way. Yeah. Get out to Phoenix. Just not in you the guys summer. got it. <laughs> if you want to get out of the snow... Don't go in the winter either. Oh, no, it's nice here in the winter. It's like 50, 60 degrees. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, he just you know, called me like, do you have time to chat? And I'm, and that's, I think that's a nice thing when you have, you know, I think Calendly is free to an extent. Um, I use yep. Acuity. Mm-hmm. I think it's like $16 a month. It's not bad, but um, it's, it's nice to have that because they book in the time you can like set hours that they can book it. And then, um, so you, it gives you something to work around instead of them like calling you, texting you in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. I forgot what I like the original that. question I like was. That. No, I'm like, where was I going was, with that? I, it was about firing the client. Yes. It was about oh, yes. having to fire so, a client. Yeah, he kept um, missing Zoom meetings, calling me and texting me all hours of the day and night. And finally, I was like, I don't think I can help you. <laughs> like, I have to set that boundary of like, if you can't figure out a Zoom call, I don't know how we're going to make an e-commerce shop work for you. Like, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah, that might be a bit advanced. It might be a bit advanced. So take away, set your boundaries and make people respect this. Yes. So that's when you had to fire somebody. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the best gig or the best job opportunity. You know, maybe it wasn't the longest one, mm-hmm. maybe whatever, but it was just like this one I absolutely loved. Um, I think it kind of goes more towards like how your interactions with the client are. So um, mm-hmm. it was uh, a lady that I knew. She's my friend. Her husband opened a um, motorized high-end like window treatments. How, you're like, how do you make that cool? Right. But I don't know what that is, but yeah. Yeah. You know, like they have like, um, I think they're like for, you know, like super rich people, but you like push a button and you're like window shades will come down or, you know, your curtains will close or whatever. Very fancy. They're very cool stuff. Yeah. I've been to their warehouse because they've expanded. Like they started with their one company and they have now have three different companies. Um, yes. Modern shade. That's what they're called. If you, if anyone needs some high end window treatments in the Phoenix area, um, anyway, they, he, I need Martin shade to go ahead and pay for that right. little clip right there. Yeah. <laughs> they, and they're honestly, they send me work. Like they send me advertisements like, Hey, we, we need an ad for, and you know, this 
months magazine. So I still work with them mm -hmm. here and there, but I've done their logos. I helped set up their website, but they are, he, like the guy that I work with, Josh, he's so wonderful to work for. Like, he's just like, trust me, knows that I can get it done. They'll be like, here's the photo. Here's the copy. Like we trust you. And I think that's like when you have those clients that are not shy to say like, we love this. Like that's, that makes yeah. it worth it. I think. So that just made you feel good. Yeah. I mean, that's some inner, yeah. that's some confidence right there. Ego boost. You know, you, when are you going to be a teacher? When are you going to start teaching? <laughs> I should, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you should. What are you talking about? Yes. Because it, it, the, the reason I say that, right, is when you can explain something like a five-year-old or to a five-year-old or how I say it, Barney style, mm -hmm. that's when I start to believe that you know it. Yeah. And if you know it like that, you can teach it, right? And so at that point now, it's like, do you have the stuff, to, you know, the chops to kind of be a teacher and be patient and, and, and mold people and stuff like that? However, when I, when I listen to you, you know, when you're talking about design and you're spouting out, you know, you know, these, this verbiage and, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's go with it. I feel that, you know, you're definitely ready for, to begin to, you know, get people into the basics and like you be that teacher and be someone's, you know, foundation, I, you know, it's time to give back. Yeah. It's time to give back, girl. Stop taking so much. <laughs> you know, give back. <laughs> I would love to. But, and that's, you know, that's yeah. probably the CEO in me. I would love to. I think it's just that's one of those things. That's probably the CEO in me just trying out. to recruit you. Yeah, right. I mean, if you want to, I'll be a teacher. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I think it's where. The, the freelancers make the best teachers. Yeah. <sighs> because you have that experience. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, the way, there's a teacher shortage right now. And yes. I know this because I. When I was trying to have the hustle and stuff, I was a substitute teacher. I got friends who are substitute teachers and teachers, right? They will hire someone to teach something that never taught it before, who has mm -hmm. never learned it before. Dot da da da. And you will even take that, they'll even take that into into sports. Yeah. And they'd be like, Hey, we need a, a basketball coach. You ever looked at a basketball before? <laughs> yeah. You're the new head coach. Congrats. Go teach that history class too. Thanks yeah. for a bunch. What? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, okay, but learning system. So for me, I'm like, I want people who have done it, who have seen the hardships of freelancing, who have survived through the hardships of freelancing, uh, who know their craft, can speak to their craft, and can, you know, understand the business part of their stuff. Mm -hmm. I, as the recruiter in me, <laughs> would love to have a teacher like you on, you know, on contract because it's the what you could give to the students is, is wait, first off way more than i could give to the students you know what i'm saying <laughs> just ahead but it's just i don't know i i believe you i think that's what it is mm. you're talking and i believe you and <laughs> it, that doesn't happen it. often fake it till you make yeah, it yeah and you made it you don't have to fake it anymore right? you made it <laughs> which is great okay so we got the good we got the bad Guys, if you're still listening, I really appreciate it. This is going to be the longest podcast we've, we've put up, and I really appreciate it. Uh, guys in Finland, if you really like it, please let me know. Uh, that's another shout-out to you guys. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so we did outbound marketing, DMs, find out more about the company. We did that. Horrible clients and everything like that. Guys, this was a fun podcast for me. I This is Megan's first podcast, yes. first off, so we, we got that done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for making it a lovely experience. <laughs>
I really do try. But for me, it's 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 the honesty, being able to get on here and and just kind of have a conversation. It, it can be nerve wracking in the beginning because you don't know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And some podcasts like will end in 30 minutes because you just kind of ran out of something to talk about. And you're just like, well, this was nice. I appreciate your time. This time I had I had fun. And the only reason I'm stopping it is because we're going over. The, we went over the hour. And, and trust yeah. me, once you go over an hour to start editing this stuff, it takes forever. I one more shout out. Pod, video editors, podcast editors, producers, people who are doing look y'all are amazing i am so glad you took the time out to learn this because i promise you once the bank account gets a little more full i'm done i'm over it i don't somebody take take the wheel take it from me because it's it's a lot it really really is Mm -hmm. but i really enjoyed talking to you today megan what you you've given you've learned i've look you're what you told me today is already going to help the students. It's already going to put them there in a better mindset. And it's, it's going to help me when I go back and look at this website again. I'm going to understand. I'm going to take that. I'm going to, what is it? 4D, 4DF? Is that right? Uh, 4D, 4D, 4F, yes. 4D, 4D, 4 Oh, that's what I wanted to do. Yes. Guys, we're not going anywhere. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We're not going anywhere. One second. Because you made a bold claim on your LinkedIn profile. I do. You made a bold claim mm-hmm. and I'm going to test it. So you, you say, what was, hold on. I don't want to get this claim wrong. <laughs> Again, it's I, a, I don't even know what it says. So <laughs> I'm going to tell you and we're going to see, mm. we're going to see, and we're going to see this guys. We're going to wrap and then we're going to wrap. I promise. But she made a bold claim on LinkedIn that she, she can spout something off and I want to make sure that I get it perfectly right. What she can do. And then we're going to put it to the test really, really quick. This is fun. Invest in really good internet, guys, like in computers. If you're working from Super fast computers and things. It's a pain. Because, like, I don't know why I didn't just do this on my phone. Like, this wouldn't have been, like, ten times faster. But now that I guess I'm here, we'll do it from here. So, she says... On her LinkedIn profile, I'm an Arizona transplant from Illinois. It is cliche, but that's fine. With a special talent for naming fonts out in the wild. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm. Okay. So this is okay. Let's see. See, that's I'm one of the things to... that my friend. That's hard to do I, here now. That, well, that's something that my friend, when she wrote my copy, she wrote that for me because whenever we're out and about, I'll be like that's you know Arial black like i'll point out fonts and so that was like her that's kind of our inside joke is that i'm always pointing out like things that i hate or things that <laughs> i like or fonts. like look at that's that font like you know see it goes back to what i was saying like i believe you <laughs> you know like you know your craft so well that at this point you almost have this like responsibility to like yeah to let it out and to, and to get that, because you had that awesome mentor, mm-hmm. for, you know what I'm saying? He got you where you need to go. It's it's your turn to give back or whatnot. I don't know how to test you on this. I was hoping it was the color palette, because that's super easy. But what do I do? Just hold up. 
what is this? Oh, oh <laughs> hold on. Can you do that? Um, gosh, that one's a hard one. Cause you gotta be careful though, because there's some fonts that are like, not like display Real? fonts are a little harder or yeah, like custom fonts are a little harder. Um, you get into like Google fonts. Okay. That's something I'll a trick fonts.google.com all free for web use, um, print use instead of spending money on fonts, you don't necessarily have to. Um, and they're usually with the Google fonts, then they're usually already like defaults in like WordPress or Elementor or Squarespace. Like they're already there. You can obviously add custom fonts to websites. Oh, it's not God. hard, but, um, Google has all free ones that are always available. So I didn't even know about that. Yeah. It's Jesus. like Google images. Um, yeah. Should we do like a volume two okay. podcast? <laughs> we should do a volume two podcast, right? Cause what, and we're going to go off some like nice tips, tricks, resources, everything like that. Yes. And then I finally figured out how to test you. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, because we can just utilize it. No, you're not. I, you have time. You're going to prep. This is a test. You have time to prep for it. I'm, you're going to be ready guys. I've helped you way too long. I let my ADHD get the best of me. You got to forgive me. Look, Megan, Thanks for coming by. We're definitely going to do a podcast too. I want to chat with you more and more. Um, I'm also probably going to take you up on that 20, uh, that 20 minute free consultation. Yeah. So you can just tear my website apart <laughs> for me. That'd be really appreciative. Uh, guys, if you want to reach me, like always, I'm on Twitter at Eugene3614. You can also get me on my email, Eugene.TaskSaver. No, guys, Eugene.Calhoun at TaskSaver.co. My children have just got here, so I've got to bounce out of here. Megan, if they want to get with you, how do they do that? Uh, goldenhousecreative.com. Uh, my Instagram handle, also goldenhousecreative. Um, yeah, that's probably the best two ways to get there. LinkedIn, Megan Lavino. I'm actually the only Megan Lavino. If you Google me, I'm like the only one. So weirdly. She's the only one. Yeah. She's original. And that's what you want OG. out of someone doing your website design <laughs> is someone who cannot be copied. Oh my goodness. Yes. That might be a tagline, guys. Right? Hey, that's me. That's Freelance in Orbit City. I appreciate you guys coming. Outro.